Welcome to Kadampa Podcasts. These podcasts offer practical solutions to daily challenges and help guide us to a happier and more peaceful state of mind. In each episode, you will find an extract from a teaching given by one of various Kadampa Buddhist teachers worldwide. All these teachings are inspired by the profound wisdom of Venerable Geshe Kelsang Gyatso Rinpoche, a Buddhist master for our time. We hope you will enjoy listening. We need authentic methods to deal with these very real problems that we're suffering from in our own life, that we understand everyone around us, in our family, at work, in society, in the world. Unfortunately, it's the nature of this contaminated life to experience suffering. The tendency within uh, our limited state of mind at the moment is to be self-absorbed and focus only on the pain and problems we're experiencing and maybe to think about a little bit of the pain and problems that those closest to us are immediately we're understanding are suffering. And that's, that's great. If we can begin to be um, acknowledging the compassion that we have in our hearts for those around us in our life that are suffering, you know, it's just the most natural response. If we care about people and we understand that they're having problems and they're experiencing difficulties, they're in distress, we, we just naturally wish them to be protected from that pain. And, and we automatically do whatever we feel we can possibly do to help. So this is our compassion. Even animals have this compassion. With their offspring, we see the you know, um, parents of offspring in animal worlds will do anything to protect their young from suffering, from danger, etc. This is their compassion. So Buddha is explaining to us that this is our potential. In every single living being, even insects, have this potentiality for complete purity. But only as human beings can we actually train to evolve that compassion that at the moment is, is limited and biased. You know, it's like I can have this manifest mind of compassion wanting to protect one, two, three, five, ten. How many? How many people can we accommodate in our heart? It's like, you know, it's, it's, we count and it's like, well, as soon as that's stretching it a little bit too much, you know, I can manage you, you and you and you, but any more than that and it's just too much, you know. We, we, if, we, if we check, we really believe that there is some physical limitation to our purity and our power and our goodness. And thankfully, Buddha has appeared in our world to shake our misbeliefs, to actually wake us up 
and say, no, why are you relating to your limitations and your negativity? And why are you being satisfied thinking that's as much as I can manage? That's who I am. I'm this kind of limited being and that's just how it's always going to be. Buddha is saying, no, we have got this, this gold nugget in our heart. Even in the, the, the most cruelest, most degenerate person in this world, exists this potentiality for purity, for limitless love, compassion, and wisdom. But only as human beings can we actually train to awaken that power, to evolve ourselves and become the purest version of ourselves that we can be. And that happens to be beyond the ceiling of everything we can think of in modern society of who we can be. Not just like famous or, or a celebrity or, you know, wonderfully fit and wonderfully beautiful or whatever we think is the pinnacle of human life in the modern society context. It's way beyond that. Our potential and, and within the conditions we have right now in our life, we have everything we need to find the pure and perfect happiness of enlightenment in one life. And it's all in this book. It's amazing. The entire path to enlightenment, all of Sutra and Tantra in one book. And because of these immaculate instructions, we can attain enlightenment in one life. Three years, apparently. <laughs> I'm not quite sure exactly what the starting point is. But anyway, <laughs> let's just think, yeah, I can do this. I can do this in one life. Buddha is, is shed, shining a light on our potential and the possibility we have within us. He's saying, yes, we're all filled with negativity and all these delusions and defilements in our mind, all that dirt that surrounds the gold nugget. But he's saying to her, that's, that's entirely dispensable. We can destroy that negativity. Entirely destructible. But the purity of the actual gold, of the potential within our hearts, is indestructible. That potentiality has been with us since beginningless time. In every life we've had, every body we've had, every form we've had. And that potentiality will continue in our next lives until eventually, at some point, we wake up <laughs> and we awaken it and become realized and liberated and enlightened. So what are we going to procrastinate and think, well, yeah, I'll get around to that in future lives? This life... It's really important. I just want to get fit and healthy. I just want this, this, and this, and this, you know? In a very kind of average human existence. Average from the perspective of Buddha. <laughs> Maybe it seems exceptional to have, you know, a really wonderful, wealthy life where we're fit and we have wonderful people around us, but none of that is guaranteed. 
we all want the best. But we understand that we can't always have everything we want. From that worldly perspective. But if we start wanting to be the best, then we can start actually moving and changing our mind from negative to positive. We can begin to uh, ripen and liberate. Ripening and liberating um, is what Buddha is trying to help us do. Freeing ourselves from the negativity in our mind and awakening the good qualities, our purity, our positive qualities of love and compassion and wisdom. So we've been following this process. I've actually already given this teaching, but I just thought you can never have enough. <laughs> and as a refresher, and as to, be, to begin this uh, new few weeks of this course, as we uh, are going to train in happiness by evolving our compassion and our wisdom. Because Buddha explains that this is the real meaning of human life. Developing our compassion and our wisdom and helping those in need whenever we possibly can is the real meaning of our life. And we can do that. This, this is a wonderful thing. We can be doing that as well as all the external physical things. We can still have a good career. We can still have a lovely family. We can still have the external physical things. But we're understanding that those things are not going to deliver the happiness we're longing for. It's only if we use them to enhance our training in love and compassion and wisdom that we're going to find all the happiness we long for. We're going to fulfill our deepest wishes. And by solving our own problems, we're going to be able to help other people solve theirs. We're going to be a real benefit in our world, in our family, in our communities, at work. We're going to be the person that's resilient, that's strong, that doesn't break down at the smallest difficulty. We can get strong in our heart, in our core, if you like, in our heart of hearts. But that takes training. It takes training to want to cultivate that mind. And we need to begin in a positive sense of just thinking, okay, can I manage a little bit of compassion for one person <laughs> for a short period of time? Can I, can I develop a mind motivated by cherishing love? Believing that their happiness and freedom are important, at least as important as our own. And then understanding that they are suffering, wish for them to be free of that suffering, protected from that suffering, released from that suffering. You've all just done it, haven't you? Just as, as I've explained that, you've all just thought of one person and went, yeah, I can do that. That I can do that. And then we... Sit with that experience and just go, okay, 
I can just simply wish for that person I care about to be free of their pain, to be free of their problem right now. I can just wish that. That is my compassion. That's compassion. And that is what I can grow through training in meditation because meditation, remember, is all about familiarizing our mind with these good qualities, these, these virtuous states. And the more we familiarize our mind with a particular state of mind or a particular decision and intention, what happens? It grows, it becomes the norm. The more we give that attention, and stop giving attention to all of the negativities in our mind, in our heart, all our worries and our problems and focusing on them. It's like, well, I can't sort their problems. I've got all these problems. And, you know, become self-obsessed and very self-centered and actually just increase our problems and our limitations and feel very stuck. We have to find ways into this experience of compassion and connect with our own heart in a in a in a daily way on a daily basis like we wake up in the morning and we just think okay before our mind goes into everything i need to do today and oh my gosh and then you read the news or you hear the news and it's like oh my gosh it's worse and worse and i don't even want to leave and go to work cuz just sometimes you know life just feels almost like catastrophic. Everything's happening all at once and it's all difficult and we just don't feel strong enough to cope with it, to face it. What can I do? I'm this tiny one little person, insignificant in the whole world. What can I do about it? But we can just sit and just let all that go, breathe away all the chaos in our mind and just sit and think, I can just simply have a wish for everybody I meet and think about today to be freed from their suffering. I care about others as much as I care about myself. I value them. I respect them. And I want them to be free of their pain and problems. And I'm going to work today to maintain that mind as best I can while I'm at work, whether it's with family, whatever we're doing, whether we, we're traveling, we're driving, we're on the trains, we're around people now a lot more, right? <laughs> kind of easy when we were sitting in isolation with screens and going, yeah, 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 I can love everybody from here. <laughs> When we don't have the daily interface and interactions of people just really winding us up and doing everything the opposite of what we would like them to be doing, etc., etc. So it's a big challenge to just sit with those minds every day. But the more we they're just deciding to set out and try every day, whatever the circumstances, I'm going to have a good heart towards this person. Because unless I have a good heart 
I'm not going to be happy. I'm not going to fulfill the meaning of my life. So in this small way, we begin appreciating the need to extend and deepen our compassion until it becomes what's expressed here in the chapters in modern Buddhism. Universal compassion, great compassion. We're training to stretch this momentary <laughs> manifestation of compassion that happens occasionally with someone <laughs> or some group of people now and again. Maybe we do read something in the news and we just like, our heart just melts and we open and we're like, oh my gosh, that's just so awful. How wonderful if they could be free of their suffering. And, and that manifests, that mind manifests. And you know what? I think we're afraid of that mind. We're afraid of that power. Actually, we don't think it's a power. We think it's a weakness. And maybe tears come. And maybe we get like what, what conventionally seems like upset because we're moved, we're touched, we've empathized with the pain of others because we understand their pain on some level. We have we're got such um, ability to empathize with others through our own pain. And this is what connects us. This is what we all have in common is that we suffer and we all just want to be free of that and be happy. So we all have this power to empathize with others. We need to use that. That is a power, a superpower if you like, because it's using that opening our heart that's ultimately going to strengthen us it doesn't make us more vulnerable or make us weaker. It is actually empowering us. It's making us stronger. Perhaps, yes, there's movement. Perhaps we, we, we can become emotional. But this is just like a, a superficial... It feels, I, I don't know, for me it feels like it's just like the ice breaking in our heart that we've, we've frozen over and just closed down and, and given up on thinking, well, there's no point, I just don't want to get hurt. The more I open my mind with love and compassion, the, the more it seems that we get hurt or that we are um, vul yeah, vulnerable to other people's uh, abuse or uh, being difficult and not fulfilling our wishes. But it's actually the opposite that's true. It's such a heartening, strength, strengthening state of mind to have this power of compassion in our mind, thinking, how wonderful if you could be free of your suffering. You, 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 everyone, everywhere. How amazing. I mean, is, is there anything more beautiful, actually, if we just sit and think, how wonderful would it be if everyone we knew or ever knew could be free of their suffering permanently, right now. And just, just 
feel that opening, feel that expanse in our heart. It's, it's beautiful. And that is our good heart. That's our inner purity and the potential for more of that. That's a strong mind. And when compassion is functioning, delusions, all these negative states of mind, selfish states of mind, anger, impatience, frustration, etc., all these horrible states we find ourselves limited by, begin to disappear. As this purity begins to expand, it dissolves those negativities and the power they have on us to make us unhappy. If you feel inspired by this podcast, then dive deeper into the timeless wisdom of modern Kadampa Buddhism by following the link in the episode description. We look forward to reconnecting with you in the next episode of Kadampa Podcasts.